Hello there, my name is Gary Bodley and I am a channel. I channel a group of non-physical entities known as Joshua. And Joshua is coming forward today to talk about the coronavirus. We don't know where this conversation is going to go, but it's a special one coming in at this time. So don't worry if you understand what channeling is or where these people are coming from, these entities from the non-physical. Just listen to the message and see if the message resonates with you. And if it does, great. Otherwise, just enjoy this conversation and we will get started. I'm going to bring them in now. It takes me a few seconds to breathe and set my intentions and then they'll come forward. So the next thing you hear will be Joshua speaking. Here we go. We are thrilled to be here. We have come forth at this time to bring you up to speed on an idea that is coming forth in your reality right now, one of which from a certain limited perspective you might perceive as wrong or bad, and it's due to a set of limiting beliefs that you have, and we want to show you that from a higher perspective, there is nothing to fear. We'd like to talk about this idea, this strain, this new reality that's coming to you in the form of, of what you call a coronavirus. It is nothing to fear. It is for your benefit, and we intend to show you a new perspective, one that will allow you to navigate this time with a bit more ease and a bit more understanding of the vibrational reality of this. You see, everything is a vibration. Everything is coming to you in love. Nothing can come at you that you do not need or that you think is wrong or that will hurt you in any way. We want you to understand that anything in your reality, whether it is a virus or a mate or a, a imposter or a villain of some sort is only seen so as good or bad by your state of awareness, by your limiting beliefs and what you perceive in your judgment. You tend to judge things as good or bad or right or wrong. And when you judge something as good, you do so because you have a set of, of beneficial beliefs that allow you to see this thing as good. And so you might think about a butterfly. And you might say a butterfly is good. And you might look at something that you call a virus and you may say the virus is bad or wrong. You might even perceive that a virus should not exist in your reality. And if you perceive that, it's done so from a limited perspective based on certain limiting beliefs that you've adopted along the way. But without those beliefs, you could not perceive that a virus is bad. In fact, without certain beliefs, that thing that is for you could not come into your reality. And so we want to share with you a better perspective, a more empowering perspective, a way that will allow you to exist in this next few months in more of ease and allowing. Now, the term virus for you may conjure up something unwanted because you have a belief that a virus is bad. A butterfly, on the other hand, might be something beautiful and something you like. And that's due to a beneficial belief that butterflies are good. Well, what's the difference here? The difference is you might perceive something unwanted based in a fear, a fear that if that unwanted thing came to you, you would suffer some kind of pain or problem or even death. And so you say viruses are bad because you have a limiting belief that you could be infected by this organism that is unwanted. Yet, from a higher perspective, 
nothing unwanted could ever come to you. In fact, everything comes to you because it is part of your exploration of physical reality. Now, if that is not part of your exploration, it cannot come to you. If there is no benefit to it, it cannot come in your reality. However, if there is a benefit to it, it will come into your reality. Yet, in the moment it's happening, you might choose to believe it is wrong or unwanted, not knowing how it's actually going to be of benefit to you. Again, if it is not of benefit to you, it will not come to you. You do not need to protect yourself from it, because why would you protect yourself from something that would be of benefit to you? It's simply that from your perspective, you cannot know exactly how it will be of benefit. And so we want to explain to you the benefits of this and all other unwanted things, all other viruses, all other things you might seem as bad, hurricanes, wildfires, whatever it may be. So let's start off very broadly by understanding of this reality. You, those of you who are on this call now, and those of you who will ever listen to this conversation and all other humans in the world are beings of love. You are magnificent and limitless beings of pure positive love and acceptance. This is true of you. This entire universe is based in love. Everything that exists in reality is based in love. All butterflies are based in love and all viruses are too are based in love. There is no different there is no difference among any of it. Who you truly are is a being of love. And so that everything you attract is also based in love. When it comes to you, it comes for a benefit. You may not see the benefit or you may see the benefit. However, the vibrational truth is that everything is based in love. And because you're based in love, you attract that which you need. Now, if you do not need it, it will not be attracted. If you do need it, it will be attracted. So, physical reality is a platform of self-discovery. You are here to discover who you truly are. You are here to live through life experiences and expand in the process, gaining a greater awareness of who you truly are. And who you truly are is source itself. You are the God creator of your reality. You create it all. It is all good. You choose to judge some things as good or bad. You choose to judge yourself as good or bad. You choose to judge others as good or as bad. And you choose sometimes to, to judge the conditions that exist in the moment as good or bad. That's all based on your unique perception of reality. And you can choose to alter that perception to alter your perspective, to look at everything from a higher perspective. Humanity has come in this time of awakening to this point over the course of the last hundred years or so to live in more abundance, more freedom, more joy, and more suffering. There are greater variations of experience to be had in this reality, and it is all good. Some may choose to live in fear, they may choose to experience poverty. They may choose to experience illness. They may choose to experience abandonment or loneliness or unworthiness. This is all a valid exploration of physical reality. 
yet you were also intended to, to explore joy and freedom and abundance and to discover who you truly are. The choice is always yours. You have the choice, and the choice is the thoughts you think, the beliefs you hold on to, and the perspective of who you are. In fear, you choose to control conditions. Humanity has gained more ability to control their conditions than ever before in history. And so in your Western society, you deem control to be a good thing. You create laws, you create rules, you create conditions, you create systems that seem to give you more control. However, this control is based in fear. You fear something happening to you and you tend to exert effort and struggle in order to control that thing, to fight against that thing, so that the control appears to alleviate the negative emotion or the fear of this thing that you have. And so certain things are within your control to some extent. You might control the behavior of your children. You might control the supply of money that comes and goes. You might control where you live. You might put burglar alarms in your house, for instance. You might lock your doors and your car's doors. You might exert this feeling of control so things don't get taken from you or that your children turn out good in your opinion, you see. But that control does not work with the laws of the universe. That control is nothing more than a smokescreen or an illusion. You need not control anything in an environment that is always working toward your benefit to give you the experiences that will help you expand to new levels of perspective. It is this expansive experience that you came for. And all experience is good and valid because all experience leads you to higher levels of awareness. As humans have evolved to set up societies, they have tended to protect themselves. They have tended to guard themselves against danger. And physical danger, something that may happen to you, could be seen as a rational fear. And so it is good to protect yourself against physical harm. We will give you that one. But often you are trying to protect yourself from things that could never affect you, things that will never come to you. And so you effort and struggle to eke out a living, to secure your abundance, and to do things that you think are good and right, controlling yourself, controlling the people in your life, and controlling the conditions. This is an approach to life based in fear. This approach to life is not effective. This approach to life will not lead to the true understanding of your power and your limitlessness. That approach to life of fear is limiting. It is not bad or wrong, it is just simply not necessary. It does not bring joy or satisfaction. There is another path to live. That is the path of acceptance, the path of love. Love and acceptance are the same thing. When you love yourself, you are accepting yourself as you are. When you love your family, you're accepting them as they are. When you love the conditions, you're accepting the conditions as they are. 
When you love your neighbor, you're accepting your neighbor as they are. The acceptance is what will bring you joy and satisfaction and allow you to live in inspiration and alignment that will lead you to higher levels of awareness and satisfaction. Humans in Western society are living more and more control. There are mechanisms in place to allow those living in fear to understand that that way of life, that approach to life is ineffective. And so certain things will happen that are beyond their control. A hurricane, a flood, a wildfire. And in the aftermath of these events, those who are living in control can see more clearly what's important to them. Their health, their family, their neighbors, their community. And when an event happens, a natural disaster, you see an outpouring of love and support for those in need. And this is the purpose of this coronavirus. The coronavirus will create a worldwide environment of support and love after the fact. Initially, humans who are living in fear will react irrationally to the fear created by this event, by the coronavirus. And they will do things based in fear. They will act on urges. And you may see your stores running out of certain goods in the fear. Now, if the coronavirus is for your good and for your benefit, all these activities that are based in fear will be useless. And that is okay. That is okay. People can go and act on urges and act on their fears. And this is part of the process because as a result of this, they will realize that those actions taken in fear did nothing to protect them. It's the actions taken in love, taken in alignment, taken in inspiration that will be of benefit. And so certainly you can listen to your health professionals, you can wash your hands, you can take care of yourself, you can think about your family and your loved ones and those close to you, you can think about what's really important in this life. What is the things, the interests, the passions, the ideas, the people that mean the most to you? And in doing that, you are operating in alignment and you will be inspired to actions that will benefit you and all involved. It is a co-creative endeavor to understand that you are not alone in this reality. You are not here living as an individual needing to protect yourself from danger. You are all one. You are all together in this. You are all equal. There is none higher or lesser than you. There are none out there that need your help. You will be inspired to do things that will benefit you and benefit those around you and benefit your community and benefit your world. In that inspiration, it will come as an idea to support, to love, and to accept. In fear, you will always be thinking about yourself. You are thinking about, how will I feel if this bad thing happens to me? 
How will I feel if this bad thing happens to someone I love? How will I feel if I can't go to work, if I can't do the things I want to do? How will I feel? This is a consciousness. This is an approach to life based in fear. And you have possibly never been told this before. This might be a new idea to you. The only approach to life that will be effective is the approach of oneness, the approach of neutrality, the approach of choosing a higher perspective, of seeing the benefit in everything. The benefit in this will be the understanding that those living in fear need not live in fear. That those living to eke out an existence to try and scrape together enough money to be secure, to try and get others to see them as worthy and good, need not do that. This is a journey of self-discovery. You can be who you truly are at all times. You need not protect yourself. You need not worry about what others think. You need not hold on to any limiting beliefs if they do not serve you. You can move beyond this. And this event is helping Millions and millions and millions of people understand from their unique perspective that their approach of life of control cannot work. And the approach to life that will work is the approach of absolute acceptance of what is, the love of what is. The coronavirus is based in love. It is here to support you. It will bring about changes to your culture that will be of greatest benefit to you. There will be new approaches that you will all adopt that will ease the suffering of others who are experiencing all kinds of diseases. You will think about all kinds of diseases in a new way. You will think about all kinds of natural disasters in a new way. How do you come together to support each other? How do you come together to see that all humans are equal and worthy and good and valued and valuable? If you can move towards this new approach to life of acceptance, you need not be affected by things that will come up to change the perspective of those living in fear. And with that, we come in love, we come in acceptance, and we would love to hear if you have any questions on this subject. Who would like to start? I'll start. Please. Um, I'd, I'd like to ask you, is this anything to do with the Earth's magnetic grid? So, how, how we're vibrating, etc. I mean, you'll know more than I do, but I just got a feeling that it could be to, to do with the magnetic grid at the moment. Earth is a platform for self-discovery. Earth vibrates at a certain level, at a very high level. The earth is always taking care of itself. The earth never needs your help. The earth is existing on a scale of time beyond your comprehension. And so for you as humans living in a finite existence of say 100 years, cannot conceive of the eternity or the long-term existence of the earth itself. And so you might say, well, this could be in retaliation to not taking care of the environment. And the earth says, everything is taken care of. Everything is working perfectly. We want you to look as, as physical reality as a platform for which you can come and have experiences. And you can come to expand the soul's 
experience of physical reality and the soul's experience of source itself or God itself. How, as an individual, do I perceive what source is? How do I perceive that I am source or my relationship to source? How do I perceive my relationship to my infinite powers, my infinite abilities, my true talents and attributes, who I truly am, who I authentically am? And this is a game that you play because you come in pure essence of love as a child, as a baby, and then you adopt limiting beliefs along the way, and then you come to a point of realization or not. And in that point of realization, you understand that, hold on, are those limiting beliefs true or false, or are they empowering or disempowering? I can choose to look at the disempowering beliefs and see if they serve me. Possibly they are not true. Possibly I can find evidence that proves them false. And in finding the evidence that proves them false, I now reduce the intensity of those limiting beliefs so that I can move further along my path of self-discovery. And so that every event that comes into my life, whatever that event may be, is an event that allows me to see myself from a higher perspective, from another perspective, from a perspective possibly where I understand the way I was being caused the event to happen. And so now, possibly, I can choose a new way of being. I can choose to alter my vibration and attract a new reality. Not because I'm afraid of anything, but simply because I am further along on my path of self-discovery for the good of it all. And so events will happen. Events will happen. People will be inspired to create medicines, vaccines, inventions as a result of past events. However, people living in fear will pull forth urges from that stream of consciousness of lack and limitation that are an attempt to control the fear. You see the difference here. The inspired idea will serve all, and it'll be a magnificent and fun and elegant solution to an event that is no longer needed, you see. So let's say that in 2020, humans are living mostly in fear, some in love. All humans are making their way from fear to love to some extent. And at this time, a little push is needed. And so an event happens, a virus springs forth. And this a virus, because it is perceived to be more deadly than anything that's happened before, captures people's attention, and that is a very good thing. And your media is wonderful for spreading the news and fear of this new event. And so the event cascades through the population, intersecting on some level with every single human who is aware of it. So if you're aware of the coronavirus, it is in some form in your reality. Whether you actually get it in your body or not makes no difference because you are now thinking of things in a new way. Will I go to this event or will I cancel the event? Will I go to work or will I work from home? Will I wash my hands? Will I interact with others? Will I push past my fear and do what I'm inspired to do or will I succumb to fear? Each individual who is experiencing any form of knowledge of this coronavirus is thinking in a new way. 
And in that new way, they are playing with the idea of fear and love, of fear and acceptance. Am I going to alter my lifestyle in order to protect myself from this fear? And in that, I am going to explore the fear more deeply. Or am I going to see this from another perspective and analyze or think about what is important in my life? What is important in my life? The health that I feel now, the health of my body right now. It is so wonderful to feel healthy. It is so nice to use my body to move around physical reality. I love my beautiful body. I love the health of my body. I love to feel good in my body. You look at your family. I love my family. My family is the most important thing to me. I want to build strong relationships with the people that are in my life right now. I want to make health a priority. I want to make relationships a priority. I want to connect with people in love and not fear what they will think of me. They may not be here tomorrow, so I will think about them in a new way that allows me to interact with them on a new and higher level of love. I want to think about my passions and interests. Why do I care about having to struggle and effort and work just to eke out a living and a, and a limited amount of abundance? Why can't I just do what I'm inspired to do and, and follow my interests and pursue my passions? Wouldn't that be a more natural way of life? And as each individual thinks about these things from their perspective, they move from fear to love. And the catalyst for this analysis is these events, is this coronavirus, is this hurricane, is this wildfire, is this earthquake. You see? You see the benefit now from the higher perspective? There is nothing bad happening. This is all for your benefit. So you can choose to do a little introspection and reprioritize your life. No longer is the goal to prove your worthiness or to make people like you or to scratch out a living doing something you're not inspired to do. Now the priority is, how do I feel in this beautiful body? How do I feel about these beautiful people around me? How do I feel about the passions and interests that I have? And if you can do that, everything else will take care of itself. Excellent. Is there another question? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, it's Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Joshua. Um, I have a question, uh, just piggybacking off this, and um, is there a way to take an urge and turn it into inspiration? I'll give you an example. So, you know, we're all thinking about food, shelter, clean water, safety, staying healthy, all of that stuff. Um, yesterday I was inspired to go to Trader Joe's and stock up on a few weeks worth of food. Is that an urge or is that an inspiration? I am inspired to spend the week working from home, being on this call with you, um, talking to clients, like, you know, spending time with my dog, working, you know, staying busy, um, keeping my life moving as much as possible, but I actually am in a situation where I can work from home. I can stay functioning um, in the comfort of my home. Is that inspiration or is that, is that an urge to change the conditions since I'm not actually getting on the train and going into the city and sort of 
dealing with all of that reality. Can you clarify that a, a little bit? In fear, you will generally bring up thoughts that correspond to the I individual. What can I do to protect myself? What can I do to save myself? What can I do as opposed to what can we do? What can I do for you? What can I bring forth that will bring love into all of this? In alignment, operating from a state of acceptance, of love, you will have inspiration. Now, it is very difficult to tell the difference sometimes. And so we would say, think about who you truly are. You are truly a being of love. And is this activity aligned with a being of love? And so let's just say for, for conversation's sake that you have a set of beliefs, and those beliefs are what they are. And those beliefs are where they are in this moment. And so if you are thinking that possibly you could run out of food, well, the urge will come to get the food, but you can look at it in a loving way. Yes, based on my belief system, where I am now, this seems like the appropriate thing to do. So let's do this in joy. Let's pick out the best time to go. Let's bring someone with us. Let's think about our neighbors. Could I pick anything up for them? Let's think about how could I benefit all of those people working who have to come into work in the store where you're at? How can I support them in a loving way? Can I be playful? Can I not worry that all of this item is gone? And can I not dive into the fears that are irrational? Can I maintain a positive emotional state of being? That this is just a fun thing to do in the moment. And then it doesn't matter if it's an urge or if it's inspiration. As long as you are realizing that you're always safe, that you need not protect yourself. And so you might say, well, they're suggesting that I wash my hands for 20 seconds. And certainly I wash my hands, but why not incorporate this more often? This will come with a certain set of beliefs. And there are people living in tribes who have never heard of the coronavirus and who never washed their hand and who are not going to get the coronavirus. It isn't within their set of beliefs. They haven't watched the news. They haven't heard it from a neighbor. They haven't succumbed to the overall fear. And so they have opted out of this event. You are aware of it. So you have to understand where your belief systems are. And so you have to cater to those belief systems. You might employ devices. You might employ a mask if that's what you're inspired to do. You might employ staying home and enjoying the time that you have and seeing how productive you can be in acting on inspiration while you're there instead of bemoaning the fact that you can't do something because this is preventing you from doing it. That would be self-imposed limitation. In alignment in the knowing that you are always taken care of and that you are the creator of your reality and that this event is happening for the higher good of all, you can be inspired. I'm inspired to create a new way of interacting with clients. I'm inspired of using a new technology. I'm inspired to doing a little bit of research on Google to see what other people are doing to work from home. I'm inspired now to spend a little more time with my dog who I love and, and the people in my life. I'm inspired to talk to my neighbors and just see how they are and if they need anything. You see, 
if it resonates with who you truly are, it's perfectly suited as an inspiration. Now, we will also say one further thing. If you make a decision, if you make a choice, that choice is always right. That choice is always fine. Don't look back on choices you have made and judge them as bad or wrong. Go with the flow of it. Don't beat yourself up because you succumb to some mad fear and so you stocked up on this one thing and you hoarded it all for yourself. There's a purpose for that as well and you will understand that in time. So all decisions that you've already made are fine and all decisions that you will all make in the future are fine as well. There is no right or wrong, it is all right. You do not need to maintain alignment to protect yourself. You are all working out perfectly. Everything is working out perfectly. You cannot make a mistake. Excellent. We have time for one more question. Who would like to ask the next question? I have a question if no one else has a burning desire, I've got one. Yes. And, and hi, Joshua, I really don't want to ask this question, but this has been on my mind for years. And, because, and I believe in our new approach to life, which I call the original approach to life to get exactly. back to it. So here's, here's, my, here's my big question, and I don't want to ask this. When Jerry Hicks died of cancer, we all know, like, he was not ready to, to split. He was like, you know, and he believed he didn't have to have health insurance. He didn't have to have any of it. It's like, but he could certainly have the billions to pay for it. So when he died in a hospital on chemotherapy, it's like, so, you know, it's like, what about that? He was not. From your perspective, you might judge one way to exit physical reality as good and another way is bad. And this is based in fear because you put yourself in those shoes and you say, this is not how I would like to do it. But you do not understand the inner workings of all of this. Jerry was a leading edge thinker. Jerry had fulfilled his role. Jerry was ready to return to the non-physical to join Abraham. So the deepest being part of Jerry, but not his what I call his fractured self, his ego, his addiction, whatever gets him going, right? So not that part of him, the part of him. You that do not is know what he was him. aware of or what he wasn't aware of. You do not know if he suffered or not. Now, I didn't say about suffering, just that he right. died. From, from your perspective, you might say that he, that this was an unwanted outcome from his perspective. And yet you do not know the inner workings of it all. You do no, not but I do, but I, but well, let me just clarify this that if you're in the hospital getting chemotherapy, trying to not you die. You can get chemotherapy in joy. I didn't say anything about pain. I didn't say anything about unhappiness. I you just tend to say that it's an unwanted experience. I felt that he, that he, like another part of him, maybe the truth of who he is, the beingness in all of him was like, okay, I'm done. I came for what I came for and I'm out of here. But that other part of him that put himself into the hospital that went to far off lands to try and do clinical trials and to find that way, there was a part of him that wanted to stick and stay. He didn't want to go. So that's my question. Not that it's good or bad or right or wrong. It's just that there, 
there are, you know, we all feel the two poles within inside of us, the human side and the being side. So are you saying that, that the human side of him wanted to stay and try and find a cure for this and the beingness part of him was like, I'm just out of here? We will say to you that you can't understand his thoughts and what he wanted. And by projecting possibilities, you are using your imagination from your perspective, which is all fine and well. From his perspective, from the deeper truth of who he is, there was a elegant uncoupling of this physical reality in a way that was perfect for him. If Jerry had gotten hit by a bus, Esther would have chosen a different course. Jerry needed time to exit gracefully, to say goodbye, to put everything in order, to to work within the beliefs and the desires of the others who wanted him to stay. And so he did what he needed to do for them to feel good. And then for them to feel comfortable when he passed away. For them to say, he's in a better place. If he had gotten hit by a bus, they would have felt he was robbed from us and they would have been devastated. This was the elegant, method of his departure, of his transition into the non-physical. And from those all involved, Esther included, from this perspective now, years later, they can look back and they can see the elegance and perfection of every aspect of that transition. From those looking from the outside, from their perspective, having limited information, you might make up scenarios. You might use your imagination. You might say that one instance was wrong. And we are here to say there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Everything works out perfectly. From a limited perspective, you cannot always see the perfection. You will see the perfection at some point, whether that's a year from now, five years from now, or when you make your transition, you will know the full truth. You will have all the information. The fact is you have limited information. And that limited information is what activates your limiting beliefs, activates the fear, activates the possibility that this was wrong. From the higher perspective, there is no wrong. Everything is perfect. Everything is working out perfect. You will see that in time. And you could look at an event in your life. You might look at your first breakup and you might say, at the time, I was absolutely traumatized by this breakup, and I thought it was wrong. And I cried and cried and cried, and I wished things were different. Years later, from a higher perspective, after the expansive experience that that gave you, you can look back and say, no, that was perfect. That led me to the next person and the one that I love. And I would not trade the one I love for anything, including that first person. If you had all the information, if you knew what was going to transpire, you would not feel negative emotion at the time of the unwanted event. However, you do not have enough information to belay the limiting belief that causes you to feel wrong at the time. With more information, you feel less negative emotion. It's the lack of information, the lack of truth, the lack of clarity that causes you to feel fear. This has been an amazing group of co-creators coming together to put a higher perspective on fear and on a new approach to life. We are thrilled to be here and to interact with you. And for that, we thank you. We want to remind you that we are all in this together. Everything is working out perfectly. You're all doing brilliantly. 
think about what you're inspired to do and go in that direction on a path of true self-discovery. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you would like to support this show, the best thing you can do is subscribe, uh, especially on iTunes. Also, leave your comments and leave your ratings. And that will help us grow this community of people who are interested in law of attraction and the uh, mechanism of physical reality. It'll be cool to spread the word even further. And you can help out by subscribing, leaving your comments, and rating the show. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Joshua Live. If you have a question you would like Joshua to answer on the show, send us a message on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash teachings of Joshua. As always, remember that you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next time.